This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey everyone, welcome to Reality TV Rehap Ups, the Amazing Race Canada Season 8 cast preview. It has been three entire years since the last time we got together to talk about Amazing Race Canada, and I bet you thought we weren't ever coming back, but hey, don't call it a comeback. Here we are. It's me, Jessica Lees. I'm here to break down everything that you need to know about the cast of Amazing Race Canada 8, and of course, with me as always... It's a man I haven't actually had the pleasure of podcasting with in literal years at this point. Mr. Dan Heaton, welcome back to the program. Oh, I'm so excited, Jess. I mean, has anything happened in three years? You know, is the world, the world's pretty similar, right? I mean, it's just, it feels like 20 years ago, really, that we did this. And I'm so excited because I feel like this is like the perfect time for Amazing Race Canada to come back. Everyone seems just so pumped to be on the show and happy and, um, I think this is going to be really exciting. It's just such a such a fun group of teams, and um, the vibe is very positive. Do you agree? I agree. I think I think you come back to the Amazing Race, and I think we saw this bear out in the U.S. version as well. You you have to come back to Amazing Race with the kind of incredulity that you even get to do it again because there was a point where we all thought that maybe we were done with Amazing Race forever, and Canada has always been the more positive, more feel-good, touchy-feely, amazing race, which is already itself a touchy-feely, feel-good franchise. And so I think they knocked it out of the park, to be honest. And I'm really very, very excited to see what happens this season and to get to know these teams a little bit better. Because to be fair, we have not gotten a 
ton of information about them. We're mostly going on their bios on the CTV website and the videos that were posted to the Amazing Race Canada Facebook group. But I think that gives us enough information to draft a couple of teams and see what's going on. Um, Dan, did you do you have strong feelings about drafting a team? Do you you think you're you think you're going to do great this season, or are you going to have another one of those seasons where all four of your teams go out first? Well, I would. I, every year I come in very optimistic. Like I feel like I've cracked the code. I've got it. I can. I can do this. I mean. I'm going to forget about US 32 that, oh my gosh, don't even <laughs> want to think about that one ever again. I'm going to remember that, you know, I picked winners a few times. I've done okay. Didn't do great the last Canada season. But just to your point, though, I think that, you know, this is an interesting cast. The average age is 35 years old. And the, and you could almost call this just the like the family edition, not not the US family edition. No, not that, but <laughs> You could Thank because God. if you look at it, that five of the ten teams are are family members, siblings, father, son, uncle, nephew. So half the teams are. Makes me wonder if they were starting to kind of think maybe we'll do a family edition versus like a heroes edition, like the past. But so it's a little bit older, and I think the good vibes partially are coming from you know you're not going to have a lot of fighting couples or any really. There's only two couples, and it could be just. Um, it could be fun. And and again, I don't feel like most of the teams, too, are not just the average is 35. They're mostly 30s and 40s. It makes it feel like, you know, maybe I could do this. I'm not in Canada, but it's it's not like as many like 20 year olds as we've seen some seasons. Yeah, it's it's really refreshing to look at the at the teams and say, OK, if I were on this program, I wouldn't automatically be the grandma. <laughs> I'm not the I'm not as older than everyone, just for me, about 90 percent. Yeah, but not everyone. Yeah. You know, we've got a 50 year old man. So who looks like he's 35. But, you know, we've we've got that. So um, I don't know. It's exciting. I, I think that, um, you know, we got some good sponsors. We got Subway. Subway was all over Amazing Race Australia last time. So I think we're going to see them eating a lot of Subway. No cliff bars. We got Expedia. We got Marshalls. I don't know what's going to happen there. Organic <laughs> energy drinks. You know, and you can see I looked at the sponsors, but with Amazing Race Canada, they do do a lot of challenges with sponsors. I don't know what Marshalls is going to be, but um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. Yeah, I mean, I, we've got a Marshalls up in my neighborhood, and um, I end up there a fair amount of times. So maybe the challenge will be waiting in a long line, and the challenge is you can't buy anything from the impulse buy rack that snakes around the entire line. <laughs> You're just gonna you're gonna have to like make a shirt. That's always the the consistent amazing race task where I go to sleep and they make a shirt. I hope it won't be that. But um <laughs> Subway, you know, they in Australia they had to like identify the different types of sandwiches and all the ingredients. I mean, just so much you could do there. So I mean, who knows what will happen? But I'm excited to dive into these teams. Jess, do you have any other thoughts before we dive in? Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the locations we're going to be visiting, Dan, because I know that there is a certain contingent of the Amazing Race fan base that really, for them, it's about the travel and it's about going out of the country and having the culture shock. And this is going to be very much a throwback to the first season of Amazing Race Canada. We're not leaving the country at all. And I think... It enables them to put together a season much more easily, especially considering the current climate, 
But I'm curious if you'll be at all disappointed to not be leaving Canada. I don't think so, because, you know, they've had a few recent seasons where they didn't leave Canada. I'm trying to think of the last time. It's been maybe a few seasons since they did. And I still enjoyed those. I mean, I look back, I mean, especially if I think back to season six, the Heroes edition, I remember being one of my favorite seasons. And even though they, I don't believe they left Canada during that season, if I remember correctly. So there's still a lot to spotlight. And it totally makes sense. They did the same thing in Australia that they didn't leave the country given, like you said, with everything, um, you know, still not being entirely safe to travel everywhere in the world, I think. And there's so much to spotlight. I feel like this is, it almost feels like not like a reboot, but like, like you said, a connection to season one. And um, it's just like, okay, we get to have amazing race. And even in the U S they didn't go to that many countries in, in amazing in 33. But it was still fun, even though they spent most of the time in a few places. Yeah, I I would I would tend to agree with that. Season six, they went to a few cool places. Actually, they were in Mexico and Indonesia. Um, but I believe you are correct that season seven they did not leave uh, the country. Yes. Yeah. So, like I said, season six was great because of the international destinations. That's that's what I. Said. <laughs> that's exactly. That, I, we'll fix it in post. Dan. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> no, but, I, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have had any clue. I had to look this up on. I'm like fact checking in real time on Wikipedia. And spoiler alert for the podcast listeners: we're probably going to be doing a lot of real time Wikipedia fact checking. Um, just because it's been so freaking long since we have sat down to talk about Amazing Race Canada. You know, we were saying before we started recording. We remember Gino and Jesse. We remember the five hole. We remember Phil and Martina. Uh, we remember the mother-daughter team that had the awesome hair colors. Other than that, it, some of it becomes kind of a blur. I remember Jet and Dave being my big drafted team when they came back and then them going out first because they didn't use the map. So I do remember that. That happened three years that, ago. That definitely <laughs> happened. And I remember Jet and Dave getting the rehab bump and getting voted back onto the show. Yes, they they did. Because, you know, we talked to Dave and had a we good did. interview. So there's a lot of things. I don't mean to go because I, you know, we obviously I remember Steph and Kristen, the um, all female winners that that season was amazing season four. But I hope this lives up to that. And um, or even, you know, there hasn't really been a bad season to me of this oh, of show. And I think that um, the odds are good that we're going to see see another good one. I, I think any amazing race, Dan, at this point is good. Amazing race. Yes. Correct. We have this and it's a miracle that we have it. So I am very, very jazzed about all of that. And we could just spend the next half hour talking about how jazzed we are, or we could get right to the draft. And Dan, I, I believe I was the person who selected the winning team last season. So I will let you go ahead and draft the first team. <laughs> I think every season it's like, Dan, once again, you get to draft first and pick the wrong team. But that's I why, will accept that. That's why you think the Steph and Kristen season is the best season, because that was the that was the year you picked them. I also picked the winners in season six. I wonder why I love that season, you know, because yeah. I was picking. So you know, it's like, wow, I'm so, so smart. I really enjoy how this <laughs> season's shaking out. Yeah. OK, well, then I will make the first choice. Now, here's the interesting thing. I mentioned this originally. If we kind of look at the breakdown. We, ha we don't have a lot of couples. We don't even have that many male-female teams, you know. And we've seen, though, in the past that male-male teams do very well 
on amazing race Canada. I mean, that's the case across the board, but especially this one, including the last season. But I'm not going to go that way. There are a few dude teams that I feel like probably a safe pick that they're going to do pretty well. But I feel like I'm looking at a few of the male-female teams, and I think some of them are going to last a long time and are built for what the Amazing Race Canada does. So I'm going to start us with best friends, Catherine and Craig, because I feel like while they may not be the buffest team ever, I think they've got something there given that um, their history as performers and given what the Amazing Race Canada typically does with dancing and singing and memorizing and all these things. And they also seem really jazzed to be on it. I feel like um, I think they're going to be big TV, maybe a little too big, but um, I think they're going to do very well. And they seem like um, people that are going to last a while, given how teams typically do on this show. That's who I'm picking. That's a curious pick, Dan. I did not have them ranked um, quite so high. So this is very interesting to me, but there's a lot of stuff to unpack here. Um, I would really love to talk about, I didn't look at their ages when I was coming up with my list. And for 42 and 45, they look amazing. I'm really quite impressed. Um, I would not have pegged them. I, w- I would have thought they were mid-30s at the oldest. So there is that. Um, this is an interesting This is an interesting dynamic. We don't get a lot of mixed-gender best friend pairings. Like, it's usually couples or siblings that we see. So I think that is an interesting thing. Um, I want to highlight... I think we should highlight Craig's previous reality show experience here. Um, He was apparently on season three of newlyweds the first year, which is a Bravo TV show that aired many moons ago. Um, And there's nothing on Wikipedia about this, but apparently he and his husband documented their first year of marriage for Bravo. So he's had some experience with the camera in his face. I think that bodes well for him. I agree. And that's one reason. He also is the host of Stretch and Wine, which I think is something put together, which is a mix of wine tasting and stretching, which I don't totally understand exactly. But to go with that, both of them are performers. She's been on Broadway. She's, you know, an actress. And um, he also, like you said, is a performer and are used to the camera, which we found to be very successful, even when you see like other reality TV competitions. But they also both were at the Royal Winnipeg Ballet, and there are shots of her kind of stretching out and everything. And this is a case where it's a little hard to predict what skills will work and what won't. But in this case, I feel like um, both them being, you know, having been in front of the camera, but also them being just um, performers. But another thing that's interesting is her story, too, as someone mm-hmm. who was diagnosed with brain cancer in uh, 2013 and told she was only given, I believe, like two to six years to live. And she's already, it's been nine years and seems to be doing very well. And so I'm sure we're going to hear more about that. But that's an interesting kind of story where, you know, the Amazing Race Canada, there's a lot of, I mean this in the best way possible, the show really likes kind of people that have had struggles or challenges and showing how they fought through it. And I think they have an interesting story that way where 
her story is going to um, hopefully be something they highlight as they go very far on the race. Yeah, well, I think the one thing we don't want is to go into episode one and in the first five minutes of the show, we get Catherine's entire story. Because as you know, Dan, the personal story bump early on doesn't bode well for their longevity. So I say the longer we go without hearing about this, the better it is for them as a team. Yes, unless, I mean, the only alternative is we hear about it and then it just continues throughout the season and they're winning. But I agree that if we hear about it really early and then they start to struggle, I'm going to be sitting there going, oh, no. Oh, no, Dan. <laughs> what did you do? Um, you picked the first team out, which I like to do with my first pick. But I don't know. I think one thing I noticed is a lot of the teams this season seem to be, um, I mean, don't a few of them obviously have pretty big followings, whether it's Instagram and other areas. But generally don't seem like people that have been in front of the camera that much. They seem like just genuinely really nice people. Catherine and Craig seem like really nice people, but you do get a little more energy or a little more by like the way that they're like, we're performers and all that. <laughs> so I think, you know, we could have a case where if they struggle or even if they don't, they're probably going to be shown on camera a lot, just given that they seem to, they have a little more of, um, and I don't want to say reality TV, but the type of team that would be spotlighted, especially when some of the other teams are more laid back. Right. We'll call it a, we'll call it big personalities, right? Yes. And not to say that you can go on this show without a big personality. All, all of these people are probably, if you met them in person, they're probably among the most dynamic people you've ever met. But it really, it does seem like they stand out in that crowd for sure. I agree. So, um, Jess. Now that I have picked someone that you had no intention of picking, who are you going to choose first? Um, okay, well, to make my first choice pick, I turned to the most the the amazing race expert in my life who has the most reliable track record as far as picking winners. Um, this individual has based on almost nothing, chosen the winners of the last three U.S. seasons. And it's pretty incredible. So I turned to my five-year-old son, George. Um, I showed him all of the cast videos and asked him to tell me which one he thought was going to win. And he felt very, very strongly that this is the team that's going to take it home. So with my first draft pick, I am choosing the brothers, Brendan and Connor. <laughs> that's interesting. I actually thought you were going to pick them. Um, but not for that reason. Yeah, I thought for you'd my them. usual stated reason, the the <laughs> we'll call it the Gino and Jesse rule. They definitely. I mean, again, they seem like fun guys, but and I don't mean to jump on. I want to hear your more of your explanation. But in quotes, team boring, and we are often wrong with team boring. So sorry, Brendan and Connor. I'm sure you're not boring, but there does seem to be a bit of that there. But I would love to hear you know his, you know, I, reasons for picking them. Well, he said that he thought they were funny, um, and he said he thinks that the team of boys is going to win. Um, the fact that they're younger was a point in their favor. Uh, he doesn't usually go into a lot of detail about that. That was about what I got out of him, but I said, you know, George, that might have been my pick with even without your input, so I think it's solid. That said, I don't know that they're necessarily going to be quite as boring as we may initially see on first blush. Uh, some of their answers to their quiz questions are pretty interesting. Um, I have to, I have to especially point out Brendan's 
stated fear slash phobia because I love it. You know, people always say snakes or heights or, you know, eating gross food or something that you do on Amazing Race Canada. And not since season one, Brett and Holly, have I seen an answer this great for fear slash phobia? He says his biggest fear is dying alone. <laughs> yes. So I I like him already. Um, he made he had some good he had some good answers generally. He also says his pet peeve about his brother is that he smells. So this is interesting. There's some argument potential per, perhaps here uh, because Connors stated pet peeve about his teammate is his ability to tune out my voice and not answer me. And Dan, how many great arguments in Amazing Race history have centered around you're not listening to me? Almost all of them. Almost so all I, of them. Yes, I think that um, you know, we're we're heading in the right direction here, especially and of course the other main thing for arguments is when people smell. That's the yes. other one. So we're so we're good here. It's it's true. Um I also I I am impressed by the fact that their last name is McDougal and their hometown is McDougal. And I don't know which came first. Like are they like some kind of dynastic family there or did they move there because you know maybe their parents moved there because they liked the name of the town. Um I really need to hear the story there unless it's blind coincidence but I really hope it's not. I kept thinking that I was like is that a joke? Is that really <laughs> where they're from? Cuz I was like you know, is that just like, you know, me being like, I'm Dan Heaton from Heaton, Missouri or something? <laughs> I mean, you know, there, if there is one, I did not know. But, you know, I like them. I mean, the thing is, when I say Team Boring, I do not mean that they actually, they seem to have like Gino and Jesse, on the other hand. <laughs> oh, boy. These guys have, a, these guys would do much better at the Sports Center Challenge than, um, than Gino or Jesse did, which was very bad. But no, they seem like, one thing, they seem to be pretty fit. Brendan likes extreme sports. The Brenda did note he's only five foot six. I don't know if I haven't done an analysis of heights of past Amazing Race Canada winners to know if that's a concern. But um, also their motto is get in the pocket. Um, is that a pool reference like billiards or I'm not sure. Or, I think it's you a know. hockey reference, Dan. Ah, uh, they do have Maple Leaf jerseys as their good luck charms. So that would make sense. I'm um, not saying just being in Canada, but um. They seem pretty athletic, pretty down to earth. Um, yeah, this is a team where if you had not picked them, I was going to flip around and pick them because I I almost picked them first because I feel like if you're kind of giving odds of a team at least being Final Four, they're pretty high, I think. Yeah, they've got some Mickey and Pete upside. And in fact, Mickey and Pete is the team they say they identify with most. And that, that absolutely tracks having seen their video. Um, I also... Oh, I wanted to throw in maybe the maybe being the McDougals from McDougal is sort of like my family. Um, I have some uncles who live in this kind of very rural area. And for the longest time, the street, the road they lived on was called like rural route, whatever. And then eventually when everything was being mapped one year, the county said, oh, we have to name this road. So they just named it Lease Road. So maybe it's one of those <laughs> situations. So they I like it. Yeah. There's a lease road. I've seen I've taken pictures of the sign and everything. So maybe it was like, we have to name this unincorporated area. We will name it for the people that live there. We'll I see. think it I think it works. And you know, this team also gives me a little vibes of Team Giver, Kenneth and yeah. Ryan, you know, RIP Kenneth. But um, you know, I still feel like I mean they're not as dialed up to eleven, but they do kind of have that um athletic but also kind of goofy. And I could see them like doing well, but 
going the wrong way and the silly music plays and things like that. So, um, you know, I think it's a good pick. Um, and, you know, judging by how it's going, congratulations on picking the winners. Yeah. I mean, let's see if George can keep his streak alive, but I'm, I'm pretty impressed with the kid. He knows how to read and edit better than his mom. <laughs> well, um, we did a draft, my daughters and I, um, yesterday, where we each picked three teams. I'm not going to go through all of it, mm. but I will say when we get to it, I will tell you who each of their first picks were. Mine was Catherine and Craig. Of course. So I'm really all in. <laughs> I don't know. I just I thought about balancing it out. But um, I will tell you when we get to them, not to overdo it. But I was I was interested by the first pick, the number one pick. It's not going to yeah. be the team that I picked first. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are we ready for me? Yes, go for it, Dan. Okay. So since you picked Brendan and Connor, there's a few male male teams that I think are um are real solid, real athletic. Not going to pick them. I'm going to I'm just going to keep going with what I'm thinking here. And I'm going to pick one of the couples, not not the one that I don't think is going to do well. I'm going to pick Cassie and Jamie. And there's a few reasons for this. One, um I feel like, you know, I don't know. I just I get a vibe that we're going to have some couples near the end and I have no idea why that is. But Jamie has the background of football, Canadian Football League. Now, we have seen people fairly recently, Canadian football players, do pretty well on this show. He's also a firefighter. We've seen firefighters do very well on this show. (laughs) And a personal trainer. And Cassie's also a personal trainer. And I feel like they they both are um, pretty laid back. I know they're very athletic, but they don't come across as being like... um, I don't know, super ultra competitive where they're going to start fighting each other and doing all these things. They seem to have a good relationship. They're engaged. She also played competitive hockey. And I just think that both of them um, are going to be that kind of down to earth couple that is going to go like third, fifth, sixth, third, second. You're going to be like, wait, how are they still like Karen and Bert had this, this thing yeah. one season where it's like, wait, they're, they're okay. Maybe they'll do. Okay. 
And I don't know. I just get the impression that I don't see them just floundering right at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, speaking of Karen and Bert, of course, the first thing I go to when you mention them is I remember how Karen and Bert went out and it was terrible. Um, and in fact, I used that I used that moment in a mole patrol quiz and Josh and Zed did not think it really happened. So I was like, OK, are there are there fears that could come into play with these two? And Jamik says that his fear slash phobia is gangsters don't get scared. So <laughs> this could be one of those situations where it could either be that he is very tough he is, you know, tough as nails to put something else in the peripheral amazing race universe. Um, or it could mean it's one of those things like, what is your, what is your biggest weakness? We don't have any weaknesses or what team are you most like? We aren't like any other teams because we're better than everybody. <laughs> if he hasn't really reflected on that, that could be a problem. I agree. And he did mention too, that he had a near death experience where he got pulled into a riptide and she saved him. So um, that's a scary moment too. But maybe after that, his, um, you know, he just isn't really that afraid of anything. They also reference Courtney and Adam, speaking mm -hmm. of firefighters, as a team that they aspire to. And um, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. I, I Again, I don't get the impression. They're one of those where I feel like if I ranked all the teams, like in terms of I could be like number two or number eight. Yeah. It's, it's hard to say. But I think that's the case with most teams with a few exceptions on both ends. But I feel like, you know, they're. Their motto, they're going to leave it all on the field. You see, I studied the mottos of the team. Yes. You know, it's a very important thing. Very some important. of them, I, yeah, some of them are not very exciting. Leave it on the field is yeah, not the best. But um, I will say, I, I just got a good vibe. They had a lot of energy, and I, um, I like their relationship. And I feel like generally when that's the case, teams generally do pretty well. Yeah, it's true. They seem like, I, I mean... It is really funny, Dan. Usually we come to a, an Amazing Race cast and we can stratify them pretty, pretty clearly. It's like, here's our top tier. Here's our middle of the pack. And here's our early out. And this cast does not have that at all. I could see any of these teams making a deep run. Um, I think there's a couple that stand out as maybe being longer shots, but this isn't one of those teams. This is a team I could easily see them in the finals. Uh, they seem like they're really like all around total package. But I also I want to see how they interact with each other a little bit more before I make the call on like whether I think they're real contenders. Um, but I think, yeah, solid pick. I'm I'm here for it. Uh, you be ready, ready to move on? Yeah, I think we're ready for your for your next pick. Let's do it. All right. Well, I'm going to go with the pick that this is a team that I felt like while I was watching, I responded the most to. and. George tried to talk me out of picking them higher, but he said they seemed like they were cool people. Um, so my next pick, I'm going to pick the sibling team, Jesse and Marika. Excellent. Olympian. Yes, we got an Olympian. John Montgomery guaranteed it. But yeah, I have mixed feelings there because I feel like on paper, they seem like strong. You know, they're both cross-country skiers and they have an interesting story. And um, I just didn't wasn't able to tell for sure. But they were one that I again, like we talked about at one point, I had them ranked lower then I moved them up. So I'm curious, though, for what really drew you to them or maybe what did not draw George to. Uh, well, I think they seemed very competitive. They're 
comparatively young. They're not that young, but they are on the young side for this cast. Um, and they are dynamic. They have a lot of personality. I think they're, you know, having been in the world of competitive sports, it can go one of two ways. Like, I think cross-country skiing is a good sport for that because there's like endurance involved, but you also have to have strong cardio. It's a real good full body workout. Um, it could go either way with being that competitive, especially if you're in a family where that is your sport. I feel like those, those families where the singular pursuit is the Olympics and everybody is championship level good at it. That's like, it's a very narrow very narrow silo you're in at that point and maybe you have lost a little bit of ability to be well-rounded i think um i am thinking about in particular the quebecois uh twin brothers that went out on the mentos challenge years and years ago um right they seemed like on paper they seemed like they were very strong but it turned out they were not terribly versatile that could be a problem with them but I don't know. They just, I, I love they're the first Inuit team to compete on Amazing Race Canada. That's very exciting. And, um, Marika is, uh, she's a hoop dancer. She is a documentary producer. She's been on the Twilight Zone. She's done a lot of interesting things. And I think like as far as interesting teams and teams I'm going to want to root for, this is the team that I felt like this is the team I'm going to want to root for. Yeah, and I think it's good to mention the hoop dancing because there's a shot in the video where I'm like, whoa. It's incredible. Yeah, George was very impressed by that. He said he he doesn't think everybody can do that. No. (laughs) You give me just a hoop and have me spin it around my stomach, and it lasts about two seconds. I can't can't figure it out. So, and we have seen, there have been tasks, I forget which, I think it was Australia, where they did a weird task involving like hoops like that. I don't expect we'll see that here unless they're really shooting for the five hole here with, <laughs> with Maze Race Canada. But I do think I mentioned it earlier with the performers, but I think some, that type of um, versatility, even more than cardio, I feel like being able to do things like that on, in this show seems to be effective because then there's a bunch of different tasks that you've never done in your life before, but that sort of require you to have great eye hand coordination. And that should help her even possibly more than him, though I know him being the Olympian, but she was also a national champion too. So you look at him and you're like, like you said, right around 30, he's a little over 30, she's a little under. And um, and I'm also interested in them as a new team just because I appreciate just that the show is continuing to have a broad variety of contestants and spotlight that part of the culture in Canada. Yeah, I mean, as Amazing Race US ever had a First Nations team, they must have at some point, but I do not remember. Um, so somebody Can't think of any, yeah. yeah, somebody correct me on Twitter if I'm wrong about that, but I, that it is possible that like they certainly never highlighted it. Um, and Amazing Race Canada has done this several times at this point, And I, right. I really appreciate their commitment to diversity. Um, I, I agree. And just in general with this cast, like most casts, there's, um, I mean, not only people from all walks of life, but different cultures and, um, relationships and they always do a good job on this show. Yep, for sure. Um, All right. Is it back to me now? Back to you, Dan. Oh, man. You know, it's funny because I was looking at them as a possible team. And I, you know, I kind of had three teams where I was like, who do I want to pick from? And you pick one of them. So thank you. But now the, the next choice to me is very difficult because I feel like I have two teams. Um, 
I mean, they're not similar, but similar age bracket and just um, skills. And I'm not sure which way to go here. Um, okay. I'm going to go with Dennis and Durrell, the uncle and nephew here. Um, because I, I feel like, um, I mean, one of them, their uncle and nephew, but Dennis is 42 and Durrell is 33. So mm. it's not a case where it's like, you know, a huge age difference. But I just came out of it, like you mentioned, kind of, I just really like these guys. I know that's kind of a really basic kind of response to it, but I just saw them and I was like, you know, these are good guys. I like their relationship. I think they're fun and um, I could talk more about it, but I'm curious for your thoughts on the pick. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic for sure. I don't, I don't remember another, I would say um, uncle slash aunt nibbling pairing in the history of reality TV, I think the only other one I can think of is Jervis and his niece on on Survivor Blood versus Water. Uh, so it is a field that is, I think, wide open at this point. And especially like having this pairing with only nine years between them is also interesting. And I, I'm sure I'm sure that Dan, you've probably met people that for whom this is the case. Like they are um the youngest by a long shot and then they end up with nieces and nephews that are close to their age. I think that makes for a really interesting dynamic because they're almost cousins rather than uncle and nephew. Um, I do think that uh, I think there's a lot of interesting things in their background. I think they are um, I think the competitive sports are great. Um, Durrell is a surfer, which is interesting. You don't think of Canada as being a surfing place. But uh, I guess we have seen we've even seen surfing on this on this very program. Um, So and nobody could do it. So there you go. There's a task that like literally nobody on Amazing Race Canada could do it. And here's a guy who does it as who does it for fun. So that bodes very well for him as well. I agree. And I I, I kind of grabbed on to the fact that Dennis, he was he played competitive basketball. And I feel like everyone grew up playing something. I could say I grew up playing competitive basketball, but I was like 10. So, but I think this is more serious. And I did go on also to Darrell being a surfer. Also, I found interesting too that they really, you know, Dennis was a mentor more than just a typical family. This, you know, that, that's in general. I feel like on this cast, we don't have as many, like, you know, sometimes you have casts with teams where it's like, they don't seem to know each other very well. I did not get that vibe from really any of the teams here. Even like, you know, you have one where one might be more famous than the other. They all seem to be very close. And that's definitely the case here. And also, too, um, they really want they're both very active in their community in Nova Scotia. And I think they're wanting part of wanting to do this is to stand out that way. But I want to mention one more thing less serious, which is Dennis said if he wins the money, he's going to take his family to Disney World. So I'm like, Dennis. You're on the team. Good, good job there, friend. Good choice. And um, I'm with I'm with you on this. Yeah, I'm destined to be on Team Dan for sure. Um, if he's interested in learning more about Disney World, I can recommend a really good podcast. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, yes, the Tomorrow Society podcast. It's wonderful. There's just so much information. Uh, I don't even know how the person does it. It's just it's just so good. But um, so well produced. Yes, the production level top notch. Top okay, notch. well. Back to you, Jess. Who would you like to choose? All right. For my next pick, like there are a few different directions I could go. But, you know, honestly, Dan, I'm going to make this pick based on the based on a vibe I'm getting from you. 
just because I want to know what is up with this vibe and it this suspense is killing me. So with my next with my next pick, I am gonna draft Court and Alley. A dating couple from Whistler BC. Because you seem to have a strong reaction to them and I want to know what's up with that. No, I think they seem like really nice people. I I just um there was a team, I think it was the first season that you and I season three and i don't remember the mm. team's name that you drafted very early that was a couple that seemed like nice people and that went out in the first leg and i don't remember their name and i could tell i should totally oh just it, it was um, it, the guy looked like he, the guy was a cover model for romance novels right <laughs> let me look up the name yeah yeah max and elias was max and elias yes and they were dating and this i mean this doesn't seem like the same sort of team but I got a little bit of the vibes there where they, I mean, again, this is one of those cases. It's Amazing Race Canada. So when you see a young dating couple, some, you know, I've been trained by other, you know, forms of the show to be like, I don't get that vibe at all. I think they seem like cool people. They seem very nice. I just, um, I don't know. I don't have anything against them personally. I, I love that he's involved with indigenous youth. I don't know if they're going to do that great on the show. though. <laughs> That's my thought, but I'm curious for your thoughts. Um, well, what's interesting, Dan, they they look like a young dating couple. They're not that young. And again, this is something everybody looks very, very good for their age in this cast. And it's like they're getting the we're getting the benefit of a couple in their early 20s with the life experience of people in their 30s with these people. So I, you know, looking at them, I, I would have thought they were like 25, but they are 39 and 33. So that's not, you know, they don't have one foot in the grave yet. They are still younger than us, but I, I think that's really interesting. Um, they are, they reminded me actually a bit of a dating couple, a very young dating couple in season one that were kind of crunchy and granola. They went out very early because they were, they argued a lot and, um, went out with an express pass in their pocket, as I recall, uh, even though they could see other teams completing the tasks as they were doing the task. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I, I think they are, they're just interesting people. I mean, everybody on this cast is interesting. I love, we got another first nations team on the, on the race. Um, and I think they have done a lot of interesting things. They are they give off that sort of extreme sports vibe, but they also, uh, I like Court's description of his girlfriend as, is, as a Swiss army knife of skills. That seems like something we glom onto as good race stuff. Yeah. And, um, I, it's funny that you mentioned that cause I was actually going to reference that team from season one that, that with the express pass when I watched this video. So we're, we're thinking the same direction, but yeah, I, I actually wrote down that they were 39 and 33 and then totally forgot. And I should have known because they they mentioned if they were a music duo, they would be called Silly Vanilli. And I'm like, okay, you can't be that young if you're making Millie Vanilli. Yeah, that is a, that's a millennial Gen X cusp yeah. reference if ever there was one. Yeah. So, um, no, they, they, I think they have a fun relationship and it's that they've, we should note they've only been dating for a short time. They didn't say how short, I think it was like a year. So it's not that short, but they, their reference was that it was for a short time. And, um, I don't know. This is another case where there is an interesting story for him where he had been removed from his indigenous family at a young age and then ultimately found his roots and then started a sports academy. So I find that that also could be very interesting to learn more kind of about their background as they go forward in the race. 
Yeah, for sure. They are. Um, for sure. He has a great story, really compelling story. I do not put too much stock in people that have not been dating very long, Dan. And I'll tell you why. This is something I think this has come up on many podcasts in the past. Um, teams that don't necessarily know each other very well. It's not necessarily a handicap because if you go into the amazing race and you don't know your partner super duper well, the biggest thing you end up having in common is the amazing race. This is like the Eric and Danielle principle. Like they barely dated. They pretended to still be dating when they went on amazing race all stars together and did very well because there was no drama between them. Like they rarely argued with each other because they just didn't know each other well enough to argue. I think dating a year gives you plenty of room to argue with someone. So it may not be a problem. Uh, and also, you know, it doesn't really matter which phase of the relationship you wind up on Amazing Race. Ultimately, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I mean, Jason and Amy dating nine months win Amazing Race 23. And, you know, eight years and five children later, they are still going strong. Five children at eight. Oh, my well, gosh. The fifth one is <laughs> The fifth one is in progress, but yes. <laughs> wow. Good job, Jason and Amy. I actually right? watched that season fairly recently, and I would not, you know, they, they had the vibes of like a team that had been dating for like five years. I mean, I, not, I mean that because they got along so well and were so laid back. And um, so that's, that's really interesting. But you make a great point. Because again, too, when you're dating someone like six months, a year, whatever, it's a longer time than it sounds. I think, especially it sounds seems like they have a good relationship. So I I find the pick interesting, and I am probably bringing in, like I said, past biases of the types of teams that haven't done as well in the show. And while that's all I can really go by, um, I'll be rooting for them. I, I would love to see them do well, except for for my team. But beyond that, I would love to see them do well. Yeah, if they were if they were your team, you would like to see them do well. And but <laughs> since they are not, you can freely root against them. Yes, exactly. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, um, we've got four teams left. This is interesting. What I should do now, because you know there are types of teams that I often pick. I, that- <laughs> I am. There is a team on this board still that I am shocked you haven't picked yet, Dan. And I think I'm going to wait. I think I'm going to wait because this is the way- yes. Hey, I have to somehow. I have to change. You know, you can't always do do the same thing and expect things to all of a sudden be different. You know, so now this might. You know, this is a tricky one, but um. And I'm going to go with this team because last time I was choosing between this team and Dennis and Terrell, 
I'm going to go with our big brother Canada winner and his father, mm. Cedric and Tashawn. Now, I'm always a little wary of choosing a team just because like someone that, but we have seen big brother Canada team do extremely well on this show. The notable um, future Canada all-stars, I'm sure, um, Julian and Emmett, who um, did very well. So there is some history there, and I'm not even combining the two. This is another case, though, where, where it's a father-son, but the dad, and we referenced it earlier, the dad is 50, um, does not seem to be the case. You could almost easily look at them. They even talk about it and say, People think that they're brothers and everything else, even though there is a 20 year difference. But um, I'll dig in further. But I and I also have some background from great podcast expert on Big Brother, Mike Bloom, also amazing race expert about Tashawn. But first, I would love to get your thoughts about this team. Well, Dan, I think it is safe to say that Big Brother and Big Brother Canada specifically is kind of one of my large cultural blind spots here. So I, I am flying pretty blind when it comes to these teams, and I tend to frequently be a little bit biased against them just because just because Big Brother, there are very good reasons I end up falling off of Big Brother every year, and sometimes those very good reasons end up getting cast on Amazing Race and when you cross the streams, sometimes you get great results. Sometimes you get a Brendan and Rachel and sometimes you get a Jessica and Cody. Um, but that being said, the thing I like here is that we don't have, this is not a 100% big brother team. This is very much more to Sean thinking about what is going to be the most interesting thing for him to do for him and choosing his dad as his partner and I have a lot of respect for that. Like they didn't try to pigeonhole him in with like some kind of forced showman situation or uh, try to get him to go in with like his best ally in the big brother house. They're just like, you know, you are a cool guy. You can, we trust you to find a cool guy to bring. And he brought his own cool guy. And granted, there's only really been one precedent for this that I can think of. And it didn't, it didn't go anywhere. That was in the very early seasons of Amazing Race US. We had Allison and Dottie who were out, I think, second or third and really did nothing memorable. Um, so I we don't we're in uncharted territory here. This is a new thing to have a to have a reality TV winner bring someone outside of the reality TV world as their partner is an interesting choice and I think it speaks to the strong relationship they have. So I also want to point out they are um they have a lot in common and this might be a problem for them if they have too many things in common i'm noticing specifically their fear slash phobia um cedric lists deep water sean lists deep sea creatures <laughs> so what are they going to do on a water challenge dan uh take a penalty it's an amazing race canada thing oh Let's that's take true. a penalty it doesn't happen as much anymore um you know, it's interesting. One thing I want to mention, too, I find Cedric to be like he's a stand up comedian slash mechanic. And um, I don't know. I find him like sometimes you have a case where you have like we've talked about the really imbalanced team where one of the people's more interesting and one's not. I don't think I'm not sure that Tashan is really the, the like sillier, bigger character here, which I find kind of interesting. And um, I don't know. He talks. He's very happy being a stand-up comedian. They also mentioned they would struggle eating nasty things. Uh oh. Uh oh. That that's that's not good either. But that's let me give good. yeah. Let me give some background here. So I and let me tell you, I've probably watched less Big Brother than you. I mean, we're talking like minutes 
of Big Brother mm-hmm. in my life. Like, oh, you know, I, I watched the Big Brother Price is Right. I don't think that really <laughs> tells me that much. And we have had a few others like Jeff and Jordan, who um, who I had in my head, they lasted longer, but didn't really last that long. And then, you know, of course, Rachel brought her sister. But again, like you said, both t- team members. This yeah. is a bit different. But to give background to Sean from Mike Bloom, because Mike spent the time doing this, I want to make sure. He described him, he's he's very steady competitor. He was never really in danger and going home. In the second half, he really turned it on and started winning competitions. Obviously, oh, just if you haven't seen the picture, Deshaun, big dude, very strong. Mm-hmm. So just Not that that always matters in an amazing race, but he's known mostly as being behind one of the biggest betrayals in the show's history. Like, Ooh. so they went into the final six and he was in a thruple, as Mike described it, <laughs> with two people named Beth and Jetson and was going to go to the end. And so um, he ended up basically betraying his group and convincing them to, and I don't totally understand, use the veto. He convinced Jetson to use the veto on the other person despite being on the block. I don't know what that means, but it ended up being a blindside <laughs> and knock, and it not, ended up knocking out Jetson. Like basically he pulled one of the like, Denise on Survivor has Sandra give her an idol and then votes her out. That kind of thing is the idea mm. is what I'm getting. And winners of war reference there. But um, so I don't know how much that matters. I think what we can mainly, mainly take is he's comfortable with the camera. He's athletic and he seems to be pretty competitive. That's what I would take from that. All that. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, I, I think, you know, I have made a I have made a second career out of breaking down Amazing Race strategy for the past decade. And I think there's, I still think there's a lot more made of strategy in Amazing Race than is necessarily warranted. And so you may have someone who's very good at that kind of strategic thinking. And sometimes it, sometimes it, it is good for them. And sometimes it really doesn't go anywhere. Um, if you don't have the rest of the toolkit, but I think here's someone where, I think he's, I think he is the whole package. I think he's really, he's physically strong. He's clearly very smart. He's comfortable on camera. I think this is, this is a really, really solid pick, Dan. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> this was and, who I was going to go with next. So. Okay. Cause I almost picked them when I picked Dennis and Durrell and I still was kind of like, should I have? Because I mean, just because I also feel like I hate to say it, but um, two guys tend to generally do well. We've seen obviously Steph and Kristen. There have been exceptions, but Amazing Race Canada seems to stick pretty pretty physical seasons that they have, and especially when they stay in Canada, I think it'll be that way. But Jess, we have three teams left. I hate to say it, they're all the three female female. Teams I know. I hate teams. it so much, Dan. I I feel like I feel like I need to. I need to apologize to my gender for this unconscious bias that has come out. But honestly, there's one team here that I thought would have gone much higher in the order. And the only reason I picked, I didn't pick them was because I thought you were gonna. So Dan, if you pick the team that I was going to pick last round, I'm just going to go ahead and and steal this team out from under you. And maybe this will be the one time that team does well. So um, with my next pick, please give me Beverly and Veronica. You know, I almost picked them in the last round. Dan Heaton team. They were the next team I was going to go with because I did get vibes that I think they're going to do pretty well. But what made you choose them over um, some of the other teams? I'm curious. I mean, the the fitness and travel in com- in combination here, like they have been a lot of places. They are, um, you know, they've made a career. They made careers out of 
out of being physically fit. So there is that. And I just think of all the teams on the board, I think they are, they're definitely the most, uh, they're definitely the most like physically capable. And I love, um, Veronica works in the tourism industry. So she's representing my own industry and I have to, I have to be rooting for that. Um, I just think I, they, they're very positive. They're very positive pair. And again, that, again, that theory of teams that don't spend a lot of time together and aren't caught up all up in their own drama can sometimes, it can sometimes be a positive rather than a negative. And they live in two different cities. So I don't know how much, I'm not sure how much time they actually have spent together in real time in recent memory. So I'm very interested to see how that dynamic plays out. I don't think it's one of those situations like that team of, um, of rodeo competitors that we had a few seasons back on Amazing Race Canada who actually literally didn't know each other. I think these two actually do know each other, but maybe not, not to a point where they can really, they're really capable of getting on each other's nerves in a big way. Yeah, I agree. And they did describe themselves in the video as um, business partners. Now, granted, I'm not sure, you know, what the level of that is, but they did mention that. So, I mean, you know, one thing I should note is that Beverly, in terms of everyone, has 162,000 followers on Instagram. So, nice. you know, you know, pretty nice. I kept track of it, but most of the, even like some of the ones where people have been actors and stuff, you know, some of them have, I think, in, you know, 20, 30, whatever. But this is the, I believe, the high point. She's a fitness entrepreneur, content creator, you know, a lot of, you know, what you would expect from someone who's on Instagram in terms of what she's posting. But I, but what I'm saying though, is I feel like they are fit and we had a team on um, Amazing Race Australia, Ashley and Amanda, who really Mm -hmm. dominated the second half of the season um, and did not win. But to me, we're the best team going forward. And, you know, again, we're really fit. We're had a good relationship. We're very down to earth and just powered through challenges. And I could see a case where this team does it very similar, where they're not going to be intimidated unless there's a crocodile challenge or math, which are the mm-hmm. two things probably might have a problem with. Or, you know, they have some issues with the tooth toothpaste lid, which is something <laughs> I love the toothpaste thing. But, that cracks me up so hard. I know that they, I know they thought about it and worked on it together and they thought like they know they're being funny, but it's still, it's very funny. Yeah, I agree. This was my daughter Etta's top pick because she wanted, um, she's nine. She mm-hmm. wanted to pick a female, female team. She was picking third and she picked them followed by court and Allie picking fourth, just if you're curious. And then mm-hmm. ended up with the, another female, female team that we'll talk about shortly. And, um, I, I think she made the right choice if she wanted to pick a female, female team. I could see them doing um, easily lasting a really long time. It was a case where they were kind of like the last several picks. They were just like hanging out right in that kind of mid zone where I was trying to pick. And um, I came close. But again, I would probably pick them first a few years ago. So, yeah, you know, like, just... <laughs> this, is, this is growth, Dan. The fact that you didn't take them first off the board uh, says that you've that you've studied your mistakes. <laughs> Not Which that probably means it's going it's to change where now yep. I'm going to watch and they're going to win like the first four legs. All right. I've, I've revised my winner pick. These two are going <laughs> to take it all now that Dan didn't get to pick them. <laughs> Sorry, George. It's not going to happen. Yes. Okay. Well, are we ready for the final two teams here? Yes. Yes, we are. Okay. And I will say, 
and no offense to these teams, but these were the two teams I had ranked nine and 10, if I will say. So, um, and there was one team that I thought was not going to do that well. So I'm going to not pick them. And I, I apologize in advance because they seem like really cool people. So I'm going to go with the, the team of sisters. I'm going to take Franca and Nella, sisters and best friends. Now, I'm just hoping we get a lot of golf challenges because their video just shows them playing golf the whole time, basically. But um, again, I feel like this is this is a case where um, I don't know how well they're going to do overall, but they seem they seem fun. I really like them. One of them in particular seems very athletic. This is not not an offense to Franca at all. Oh, Team Franella, I should call them, you know, mm-hmm. as they've named themselves. Um, I don't know. I think they were born in Manila in the Philippines, but they did immigrate as infants. So, but they have that background, which is interesting. Nella is an elite hockey player. At least that's what she described. They both play a lot of golf. They seem pretty athletic. Um, um, it's hard to say how far they're going to go, but looking at the last two teams, I can see a scenario where if they get the right challenges and are able to work well together, which I think they will. They seem very close as far as they call themselves sisters and best friends. They're only two years apart. I think their relationship could lead them pretty far. Well, Dan, there's a couple of other interesting things I want to highlight about them. Um, I am kind of floored by how hard they how like what hard workers they are. Um, it says Frank worked four jobs to put herself through university, which is incredible. Um, and I note that like, based on their job titles, I'm going to hazard a guess that they work in nonprofits. Um, these are assistant dean of development and director of partnerships. These are nonprofit job titles. And this says to me that they are used to working long hours for little pay and being underappreciated. I have come from the nonprofit world myself. I know what I'm talking about. Um, but also, if you work in the development department of a nonprofit, you are good with people. You are good at persuading people. You're good at facing rejection. You're a little unflappable. So I think these are qualities that will certainly serve them well. Um, and I, I really like their bond. I think they seem like really cool people. They have the pot, they have the kind of the upside of like, they might be that, that wacky sibling team that we get frequently. We get like the Suki and Jinder or the Martina and Phil of it all. Um, I see them. I think maybe much more than Jesse and Marika being the kind of comic relief sibling team. So I, I'm not mad at this pick. This is a good, they're all good teams, Dan. They're, they could all win. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm not even picking them ninth. I'm not going like, you know, like they could easily be much like should have been ranked fifth or fourth or whatever. It's, it's just a case where kind of looking at each team and trying to fill things out. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. Like you said, kind of a sillier sibling team. I should mention that um, Franca is afraid of public speaking. And um, Nella describes one of her strengths as public speaking. So um, mm-hmm. something they need to make sure they choose your roadblocks carefully because the Amazing Race loves to do the get, memorize and give the speech task. So um, we'll see one of those at some point. Yep, the old switcheroo, too. They might say, you know, who really likes public speaking? And then it turns out to be something, or, you know, who really hates public speaking? Then it turns out to be the public speaking task. They've done that before, too. Um, I was, I think maybe another team that that these two gave me strong vibes of is uh, Lucy and Amelia from Amazing Race Australia. 
And as you'll recall, Dan, they went very far. I love Lucy and Amelia. One of my favorite teams, especially from from Australia, from that original Australia season. Yeah, maybe the greatest season of Amazing Race ever. Uh, Well, Dan, there's one more team that we have to talk about. And I want to I want to stress that I don't think like we have to choose a team last as we're going down the list. And I really don't think this team necessarily is my pick for first team out. I may be a little bit less high on them than I am on some of the other teams, but I also think that they have the potential to go very far. And I, this is also the kind of team that I always want to go far. This is the team that I want to, you know, beat the, beat the unfair bias and stigma that we are putting on the older woman team. Because, you know, if I was on that, if I was on the show right now, I'd be the older woman team. And um, in fact, one of these competitors is younger than I am. So call them the old lady team is really kind of, dunking on myself at this point um so give me my final pick give me julie and kathy excellent well this was my daughter elise who's 13 she was picking first and ah. she, picked, she picked this team and i was like oh that that's interesting <laughs> but seriously i'm older than both competitors here so any and my thoughts about this really don't have to do with their age and um and i think you know this is something interesting though where you have julie a fairly well-known, um, well-known singer in Canada, R&B singer, and um, also, you know, songwriter, producer, actress, does it all, basically. You know, seems like a really cool person and also mentions her strengths is she has her strengths are memorization and a musical ear. Those are two things that can help you on this show, actually, very much so. That's very so, true. Yeah. And um, I have to mention to Kathy um, that, you know, she... They seem to have a fun friendship. Like this is a case where they seem to be really close. They've been friends for seven years. Kathy seems very religious, but she mentions that um, she also is almost religious about the Pittsburgh Steelers. So <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, she's got she's got both sides of it. But um, they describe themselves as the team with the most heart, and I totally get it because I feel like um, they're they're just they just seem like really good. I mean, good people sounds like a almost like a diss, but it really, I mean it like in the best way possible. They are a team that I want to root for, that I want them to do well. And I yes. only picked them last just because, um, again, it's a lot of its comparison and just um, the show itself and what it's going for. But I could easily see it. We've been wrong plenty of times with our last team, and this could be the case for sure here. Yeah, I would love for them to go far. In fact, I would love for them to win. I think I will be strongly rooting for them to win. Um I I have a concern. Uh, I have a concern with Julie's pet peeve about her teammate. Uh, she cites her pet peeve about her teammate as "ask me after the race." I feel like you should have one going in. What does that say about how well you know your teammate? Um, and again, it can be a strength to not know your teammate that well, but it can also be a situation of have you even really thought about it? Like you didn't even try to make something up. So that's a a little bit of a non-answer. I don't know that I. I don't know that I like non-answers. Well, uh, they, it makes me... Yeah, go ahead. They've known each other seven years, so that's a long time to know someone. I don't think... Yeah, I, I don't think they necessarily don't know each other, but I feel like they're not respecting the questionnaire, Dan. <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard to get an impression from a bio and a one-minute video, so True. I'll give that caveat. I don't get... Did not get the impression that they, like, are super fans of the show. Now, granted... 
plenty of people and not super fans have won the show. Sometimes being a super fan can be a hindrance, actually. So I don't want it, but they just don't ever mention anything really about the show or about the race or about anything like that, at least, or what the Amazing Race Canada has chosen to show in the video. So that that's a big 25 caveats. But I will say, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons I was a little more hesitant and even them not answering that. It's just one of those cases where it's like, I mean, who knows when they come out how they'll do. But I wondered about that side of it in terms of um, how invested, because again, they talk about, you know, they've, they've had a lot of struggles and they both lost their mothers and this is dedicated to their moms. And that's all great. They even have hoodies with the pictures of their moms, which I, is a nice touch. But um, I don't know. I feel I just wonder um, how it's going to work versus some of these teams that seem like really ready to hard charge, I guess. Yeah, that that is a really good point, Dan. There's no reference like they could be on any show. There's very little reference to the Amazing Race itself. We don't know what team they think they're most like. It's. And, and it is interesting how counterintuitive a lot of this stuff is like not knowing each other very well can be a strength. Um, super fan can be a weakness and you know, maybe everything is made up and it doesn't matter, but it does seem to me that uh, they like Julie, especially because she is well known in Canada, she may well have been recruited. Um, I think we'll have to see. We'll have to see more of them to really make a judgment call on whether this is a good last pick or or if we should have picked them much, much higher. What I'm hoping is that we should have picked them much, much higher and we will be very, very wrong about them. Yeah, this is not a morticians wearing suits kind of situation. Oh, God. I I remember them. Wow. <laughs> ring girls situation. This is not that. So where we picked teams first and our last and it was totally correct. This is a case where. I mean, we could be totally off and um, I would love to see it. Yeah, I, I, I always I live for being surprised for sure. Uh, so, Dan, I think that brings us to the end of our uh, I think that brings us to the end of our podcast. Now we have made our picks. I'm going to recap real, real quickly here. Uh, Team Dan is Catherine and Craig, Cassie and Jamique, Dennis and Durrell, Cedric and Tashan and Franca and Nella. And then Team Jess, Brendan and Connor, Jesse and Marika, Court and Allie, Beverly and Veronica, and Julie and Kathy. And there's really nothing at stake here except bragging rights. And as you know, if you are a longtime listener of the podcast, you know, it's been a few years, you may not remember that bragging rights kind of, they're kind of a big deal on this podcast. But to give you a little bit of a sense of how this podcast is going to play out this summer. Um, Amazing Race Canada airs on CTV on Tuesday nights. Dan and I, being not Canadian, are going to have some trouble tracking it down right away sometimes. So we'll probably be shooting to record on Thursdays and you'll find this podcast in your feeds over the weekend. So that gives you some time. If you are in Canada watching it live and you have questions, if you have things you want to bring up for us, Please feel free to tweet at us in real time. We know we're going to get spoiled. So if you if you want to tweet at us um, questions about the show, don't worry about that. I think that's a occupational hazard at this point. But you can tweet at us at the Dan Heaton for Dan at Haymaker Hattie for me. And we hope we'll hear from you. We really we want this to be your space to discuss Amazing Race Canada as well. Um, I also want to put the clarion call out. We're going to be trying to do some segments um, for the non-Canadian viewers of Amazing Race Canada, whereby we talk to actual Canadians about 
Canadian things that come up on the show. So if you spot something that you think would make a good segment to, to dive in deeper with a Canadian expert, please flag those for me as well. And we'll get those into our hopper. Or if you are an expert on Canadian things and a Canadian thing is coming up that you want to talk about, get at me and we'll record something because that's something I really, it's something we've wanted to do for a long time. And it's something I really want to do here. Um, as far as I'm not Canadian and I want to watch The Amazing Race Canada, there's a few different ways you can do that. The best thing I can tell you is um, you should put in to become a patron of Rob Has a Podcast. Join the patron-only Facebook group and links to international versions of all the reality shows are usually circulated there within 24 hours of the show airing. And that's the best advice I can give you. There are other ways, of course. Um, I'm going to find lots of ways that don't involve flying to Canada, but that's the piece of advice I typically give people that want to know how they can follow along. Um, so, Dan, tell me what else you have going on. Oh, sure. Well, we mentioned it briefly, but I do a podcast called the Tomorrow Society Podcast, which is all about the world of theme parks. I do interviews with Imagineers, other people behind the scenes. I also did a very, very long trip report from Walt Disney World. And the latest one coming up will be a trip report from Six Flies Great America, which is not that far from Canada. It's a little bit, a little bit south, but maybe some of you have been there. But you can find out that in your podcast feeds, wherever you look, or going to tomorrowsociety.com. It is a lot of fun if you're into theme parks. It's a wonderful podcast. I myself have been a guest on this podcast, and I feel like as far as, you know, it's a crowded field, the theme park podcast universe, but Dan does something very different from most of the other theme park podcasts I have heard. He's really committed to learning more about like the behind the scenes of it all and like how it fits into the broader Disney universe. And I learn something every time I listen to you, Dan. So I'm very excited for what you have coming up next. And as for me, I have nothing but this. This is the only thing I have in my life right now, um, which is kind of a kind of an anomaly usually there are several podcasts but up until up until walking dead comes back i'm really free as a bird um and i am enjoying this time off immensely so very excited to come out of like my one month off from podcasting to get back into amazing race canada because this is the one this is the one franchise i feel like i will probably stop podcasting amazing race us before i stop podcasting amazing race canada because it's just that good and i really appreciate all of our listeners uh you can find us back here next week talking about all things amazing race canada premieres the premiere of the show is on july 5th which is next tuesday and it is on ctv in canada and on the you know on the dark web everywhere else so there's a lot coming up on reality tv wrap ups every reality tv show you can think of is probably out there being recapped somewhere by capable and entertaining podcasters just check out our general feed we're also going to be putting this into the amazing race feed if amazing race is the only thing in, that you want to hear there is a feed for that uh you can also check out our sister site post show recaps for all of your scripted tv needs and that is blowing up like crazy i think any scripted show that's coming back you're probably going to find some great coverage of that as well so I think that covers it, Dan. Is there anything else you want to share with the group? No, I'm really excited about the season. It was fun to do this preview. And I'll just make a call out again. Submit us your questions about the episode, your comments. That's one of my favorite things of doing this is hearing from all of you. So, um, you know, out there on Twitter, like just said, the Dan Heaton and Hamaker Hattie, we can um, we love answering them. That's part of my favorite things. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys I hope the season's great. I think it's going to be fun. 
All right. Well, thanks very much, Dan. Um, Thanks to all the listeners. We'll see you back here next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.